0: Hey there, folks. This is Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record here on Radio Nope. That's four. I'm here four times in a row. That starts to seem like a regular thing that you can count on. You can set your watch by it. 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, whatever p.m. in the middle of the country that I don't care about it is. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and I'm going to be here. That's what's going to happen. You you can count on it. You can bank on it, folks. Oh, my goodness. Well, it is Tuesday, which is, of course, the day that I usually do a radio show, which is why I'm here. Um, it's Tuesday, and it's, it's, it's I had the day off from work yesterday, so I have this weird, weird thing that I'm not familiar with. I am not beaten to death by Monday. I did not have a Monday. Like from a work standpoint, I I was in a recording studio all day and, um, that was fun. It was, it was exhausting and it was a lot of work. It was a lot of effort, but it was fun. I had fun on a Monday and I haven't had fun on a Monday and glory knows how long. So that's a good thing. I'm, I'm but I'm, 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 it's just, I have a weird energy. It's just a weird energy. So I'm just going to roll with that. I'm going to play some music, because that's why you tuned in, not to listen to this. Well, maybe you did. I don't know. Whatever. Play some music. This is The Cure on the public record. It's a song about stealing people's stuff.
1: To the dollars, there is but one concern I have just discovered some girls are bigger than others, some girls are bigger than others, some girls' girls' mothers are bigger than other girls' mothers. Some Some girls are bigger than others, some girls are bigger than others girls' mothers are bigger than other girls mothers As Antony said to Cleopatra as he opened the crater veil Oh I said Some girls are bigger than others some girls are bigger than others Some girls' mothers are bigger than other girls' mothers Some girls are bigger than others Some girls are bigger than others Some girls' mothers are bigger than other girls' mothers a dream.
2: was the apple of my eye It wasn't long ago
0: That's the church with reptile here on the public record. Um, yeah, wow, that inadvertently turned into a set of um, music I, I talk about a lot about uh, headphone rock. Like I'm a big I'm a big headphone rock fan, um, going way way back to when I was a kid. Um, you, you know, and no shame in my game. I you know I listened to uh, growing up. I was very very fond of. Um, I was very, very fond of Pink Floyd, of, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, of Genesis, of Yes, of all kinds of bands that are not, that, that are not necessarily cool to be fans of, but I was a big fan of, of anybody who made a record that sounded really cool if you were listening to it on headphones. So I was also a big fan of The Cars and Blondie. And, and you know, it's, it's the, the unifying thread is they all worked with producers who were trying to make music that inhabited a, a sonic space, a space, you know. It's not just noise coming out of your speakers at you. It's music that comes out and surrounds you and kind of holds you. <laughs> Um, and the, and the church did that a lot before that was the Smiths with some girls are bigger than others. And I don't know that in the late eighties, there was anybody who made better headphone rock than the Smiths just flat out. Just, Oh, wow. Um, I, I was, I mentioned in the open, I was, I was at the recording studio yesterday and, and, um, uh, doing some, all kinds of crazy stuff with this band that I've been working with playing bass. And the guitar player is like, a guy I've known forever is just, he is an encyclopedia of knowledge about playing the guitar. And he is, and, and he's not one of those weird. He's not like me. He doesn't like vomit information at you when you don't want it. Um, he he, he, like, you'll say something like, hey, you know I I really like this song, or I really like this band. He'll go, oh, wow, well, you know, and he'll add, just add color to it and make you like it more, um, which I admire and wish I was more like that. And he's like a, an authority on Johnny Marr, the guitar player in The Smiths. And yesterday we were taking a break and, and we were talking about like guitar players that just intimidated the crap out of us when we were kids and or younger. And, uh, and Johnny Mark immediately came up and, and just the, the sheer level of knowledge the guy has of, his instrument is just epic. It's epic and crazy. And when they, when the Smiths got to record, they got really lucky in that they got to record with um, a producer who had made very, very sonically adventurous records for Roxy Music in Japan and and a bunch of other bands. And um, I think his name was John Porter. And so Johnny Marr was able to explore all of these ideas that he had about how you could create sonic landscapes with Guitars, layers and layers of guitars. And so, yeah, so Smiths are aces in the uh, headphone rock camp, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, before that, New Order with uh, Dreams Never End. So that's from the first New Order record um, that they made after uh, Ian Curtis had uh, left this mortal coil and they decided to continue on and change the name of the band from Joy Division to New Order and and kind of reformatted things. Um, it's kind of funny though. It's like you know you listen to that and they hadn't figured out who the singer was going to be yet. So there's like two instead of the the one mediocre singer they settled on there's two mediocre singers fighting for space on that song. So that's kind of funny. But also very good headphone rock. New Order was always Cool for that. Um, here are jumping someone else's train, which is like a super simple recording that just sounds cool on headphones. Oh, there you go. I'm Joe Public, you're listening to the public record here on Radio Nope, and Open. wow, I just ate up a crap ton of time talking about headphone rock. <sighs> Hope you're having a decent week. Like I said, I'm I'm I've weird energy from not having had a work Monday. Uh just it's not bad. I don't know that it's good. I, I don't know I will contemplate this more uh, speaking of interesting headphone artists from the 80s this is the psychedelic verse <laughs>
3: Nope.
4: Our
0: vividly when the first new Wire album came out and I think it was eighty six or eighty seven. They hadn't they hadn't released an album in 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 ages, right? And Wire is one of the one of the great early English punk bands. Um and they were Utterly unique. Back in the day, back in their early founding, they were utterly unique. They didn't play... Like, m- most most punk rock, most early punk rock is just, like, reactionary music. You know, much as I love it, it's reactionary music. It's three-chord rock and roll, um, played really fast and really loud. And it's got simple lyrics, and it's... It's, it's designed to... Um, elicit a very primitive response it's, it's kind of kind of primitive music in a lot of ways So wire took that primitive primitivism but they had grand ambitions which was so cool like these guys could barely play their instruments but they didn't when they like picked up their guitars and their drums and they didn't aspire to like just making just being the Ramones right? What they wanted to do is they wanted to make, like, progressive and, and futuristic music. And so they did all kinds of experimental stuff on their early records. And then they broke up, and they got back together. and And that track that I just played ahead was, like, one of their first new songs. And I just remember being so blown away by it. By like, wow, now they can actually do everything that they wanted to do back in the day. Like, this is what they wanted to sound like back then. I remember going to see them. They came through uh, the Bay Area, and I went to see them. I think it was at the I-Beam. And they played a bunch of their older songs, and I was so amazed because they sounded... I kind of always wished they'd gone back and re-recorded some of those things. Um But I'm, you know, another part of me is glad they didn't because that's all cool stuff. But anyway, that was wire with a head. Uh, Before that, you know, I had to play some public image limited because Johnny Rotten is being a very public asshat right now. Um, If you're not aware. So John Lydon, uh, there is a TV series that's going to be out on one of the cable networks, like it's FX or something like that. I think it's FX called Pistol. Um, That's supposed to be a dramatization of the story of the Sex Pistols. And John Lydon is apoplectic about this. He sued to try and get it stopped. He has been raging on social media for the last two weeks about all of the reasons why he's offended by it. And his heart is hurting over it and all of this. And it's hilarious to me because his 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 central complaint is the remaining members of the Sex Pistols Glenn Matlock Paul Cook uh, and Steve Jones um didn't consult with him about this and the and the series is based off of um autobiography that Steve Jones wrote the guitarist from the Sex Pistols called Pistol and it is so transparent to me that what Johnny Rotten or John Lydon is so upset about is exactly the reason why these guys did not ask him to be involved in this because he, anyone who has followed the man and his career knows that he is very, very concerned with how he is perceived what his public image is. Ha ha. That's his, that's the name of the band the man founded after the sex pistols. Public image, public image limited. He's very concerned with how the world perceives him and what people think of him and what they're talking about him. To the level of like, I think this is a like a, a an elderly man who has the emotional maturity of a fourteen year old. Sometimes um, I have heard and I've heard him say things and I've read things that he's written. He's written that have touched me that were so on point and so heartfelt and so amazing. I mean, his whole thing about he, his own personal take, taking responsibility for Sid Vicious's death. Like I brought Sid in. I, I made my friend, I doomed my friend because I brought him into a place that he had no business being and it overwhelmed him and he's dead because of it. To me, like that—that's the kind of thing that makes me go, "Wow, I love this dude." But there's also that part of him that is just, "I, uh, please only tell the stories I want you to tell about me." And and I'm thinking on two levels. Okay, one: Paul Cook, Steve Jones, Glenn Matlock—they don't have as much money as John Lydon does, um, for all kinds of reasons. So it's in their interest to get this like this thing out. Right. To get this TV show out. It's in their interest, their financial interest to get it out and him delaying it with a million editorial uh, comments and and need things he needed to have clarified or addressed in a specific way was going to there's no there's no TV network. There's no studio in the world that would tolerate that. They would just say, no, forget it. We're not doing this. So, yeah. So they went around him for that reason but also they went around him because he would ruin it. It would become the hagiography of John Lydon. And that's not the point. And I'm, I'm absolutely going to watch it. What's hilarious is one of John Lydon's um, Facebook posts, he like said, yes, I will watch it and I will comment on every episode. And I'm like, oh man, I am so there for that. And then it, I immediately thought, oh, maybe he's not being genuine about how much he doesn't want this to come out. Like Because this, above all else, you know, no matter what he says, he was, his eyes were open and he paid attention to Malcolm McLaren and Malcolm, Malcolm McLaren's theories about promotion and publicity and about how there is no such thing as bad press and how if you create enough controversy about a thing, you will definitely sell more of that thing. Um, so there's a part of me that's thinking, oh, this is a, this is a scheme on the part of Mr. Lydon because he becomes enriched by this, obviously, because they're using his likeness. They are using his music, um, and he's going to get paid for that. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one never can tell. Anyway, before public image, I played love and rockets with all in my mind, um, cool psychedelic stuff which seemed appropriate following the psychedelic furs with heaven here you go i'm joe public here on the public record and i'm out like like this like one hour show thing i've commented on this the three previous shows and i probably need to stop talking about it this one hour format thing it's a little bit nuts like i look at the i look at the clock and i'm like wait I'm, i'm almost done but i just started Particularly today, like I said, I've got that, this weird energy about not having had a work Monday. That just it's bizarre. My wife has often said um, that we should always have three day weekends. Like we need an extra day. We should just always have never have Mondays. And I'm I I've always like yeah, and then just Tuesday just becomes Monday. I uh, I don't think it does us any good. I'm starting to think she's right. I'm, I'm beginning to feel like maybe she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, I am uh, not going to come back on mic. I'm just going to play out music. So um, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week uh, on the public record at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern, and whatever p.m. the middle of the country is at in between those two things. You know, there's this, like, whole thing to get rid of daylight savings time. I mean, just get rid of time zones. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Imagine the chaos. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, much love to you and yours. Uh, I've been doing this, like, uh, dancing under the mushroom cloud thing all month, uh, so I figured I might as well continue it. This is Ultravox. Dancing with Tears in My Eyes.
5: why? I don't like Mondays Just tell me why I don't like Mondays well, Tell me why I don't like Mondays I wanna shoot The whole day down <laughs> The telex machine <laughs> is kept so clean that it types to a waiting world mother feels so shocked father's world is rocked and their thoughts turn to their own little girl sweet 16 ain't that bitchy keen Now it ain't so neat to admit defeat they can see no reasons cause there are no, no reasons. reasons what reasons do you need oh, oh, oh. Tell, tell, me why why like tell me why i don't like money tell me why i don't Stopped in the playground now She wants to play with her toys a while And school's out early and soon we'll be learning And the lesson today is how to die And then the bull crackles And the captain tackles with the problems of the house and wives And he can see no reasons Cause there are no reasons What reason do you need to die? And the silicon chip inside ahead gets switched to overload. Oh, and nobody's gonna go to school today. She's gonna make them stay at home. And daddy doesn't understand it. He always said she was good as gold. And he can see no reasons. Cause there are no, no reasons. reasons why Lisa Reason do you need to be sure.
3: internet radio station has the
6: guts to break all the rules of radio and put a plosive P at the end of their name Radio Nope